Welcome back to another episode of the Bulletproof Dental Practice Pod. Today I'm here with an old friend of mine. We go way back, way back, way back to probably 2007. And uh, Jeff, I think our relationship started on Craigslist. Yes. Which is interesting because Craig and my relationship started on Instagram. So maybe that's a thing. Long, long, long running relationships. I just need social media. I love it. Uh, anyway, you had reached out to me maybe, geez, well, how long was it? A couple of months ago when I think... Months. The Aspen dental crisis was going on and you're like, hey, have you heard of, you know, hacking and human hacking? And I was like, what? And I actually like, for the love of me, I thought human hacking. I was thinking, is he talking about like tra human trafficking? Right. right. And I was like, human hacking? Actually, yeah. So, I mean, randomly, but but who better to talk about security, right? You're a former, you're a former Secret Service, right? Yeah, yeah. Secret Service officer. Yeah. When did you do that? Station at the White House. So. The years 2003, four, five, and six. That's cool. Yeah. That's oh, so cool. Yep. Oh, three to oh, six. And then, as I mentioned in my text, Peter, and we'll get into it, I was unfortunately part of that massive OPM hack of 22.1 million records. And they've got every What's OPM hack. Okay. So, yeah. The, so, in 2015, it's basically the, the government agency, Office of Personnel Management, that handles all aspects of security clearance. So all the steps you have to go through, I mean, mine was almost two years long of test after test after test and fingerprints and you the name security it. Security clearance because you had security clearance. the president. Got it. Yes. And then in 2015, 2015, very famous case, a country that we don't need to name on here because you can read it yourself online, grabbed all of our stuff. It was a massive hack and they got 22.1 million files. So I had gotten an email. I had already been out. I started Killer Shark Marketing, already moved to Georgia, and got what I thought was a spam piece of mail that I'm telling you most times I would throw away. And I read the first paragraph, and I wasn't, my body wasn't sure how to react. I wasn't sure if I should go into like, whoa, freak mode, or mm -hmm. holy cow, this is spam in and of itself. But it was mm -hmm. frightening. So basically what it said is <clears throat> every single thing that the government has on you that you went through for your clearance, all of the relationships you've listed, places you've lived, social security number, fingerprints, the list goes on and on and on. A country, um, state-sponsored terrorist country, used a group who's so sophisticated at hacking that got into our, again, it was the OPM, and literally has everything. Okay, so you could stop right there and say, all right, yeah, big deal. Okay, so they have it. They're not going to do anything with it. And I think the premise of today's show I'm on your side on this. So I don't have like, I don't have something for sale at the end of this. Right. Well, I'm on never, your team. You never bring anyone on with stuff for sale, Jeff. You know? Yeah. And I love that. But you've always been like that from the days back in Galveston, Texas. I remember that. So I want the posture to really be felt that I'm not a dentist, but right. all my businesses are in dentistry, in and around dentistry. I'm really coming to you guys today on your team. This is a problem and I'm going to unpack it. This mm -hmm. is a problem that is here already. 
but this thing's gonna get big and I'm well, gonna, we saw I'm evidence gonna i mean here already we saw and i don't know look i'm not trying to be the hacking expert like i know you kind of dug into this from a, you know but look databases are valuable like you just alluded to and especially medical and dental databases and then if you can kind of hold them hostage like i think again i'm just speaking what, I, what i've heard but like that kind of happened to aspen where they where their their whole database got got taken captive and then there was a kind of a, a ransom deal going on mm -hmm. uh, uh, and it was bad because honestly we had doctors in the space being like i can't get paid because of this and it was just it was just tragedy and you know and we're all familiar with like computer software right like i just had to upgrade ours from, you know from a hipaa compliance standpoint you know our email records you have to kind of educate your team like don't click on attachments if you're not one million percent confident of the recipient that's sending it or the the sender but honestly these hackers and these scammers are getting so much more sophisticated man it's i actually fell for one the other day luckily i caught it but it was um it was a google one and they had just taken they had taken every, everything everything looked the exact same the google address looked the exact same because i always check the like this who's it from button mm -hmm. right and and if, if it's like this long string of stuff it's or if like google's misspelled you know kind of thing yeah and you know like okay this is shady but they're getting more and more sophisticated so that's the last i'll, I'll talk about this because i'm not the expert but i do know that we are <laughs> more than vulnerable to this than a hair salon let's just say right right or a and car dealership or something like that we have more valuable information yep and that when you have more valuable when your business is predicated on running from that information and obviously someone will come after it with more with more fortitude because they know like you'll pay more to get it back almost like if, if that's what helped if it's if it's held ransom yeah but you may not be talking about that today so yeah so break down the difference between hacking jeff and like human hacking like you're talking about yeah for sure great great question so hacking we all know and if i asked you you'd pro you'd answer the question and get it you'd hit it 90 percent it's I clicked on something and then now a company has our QuickBooks login, okay? Or they have access to my mainframe or patient records, whatever it is. But it's done, it can be done electronically and it could be done with a person sitting in pick a country and they can hack a little tiny dental practice here or a cluster of practices or DSO or whatever, hospital. Human hacking, which is what the, what the point of our show is today, <clears throat> Human hacking is when a human being is manipulated. And the reason, one of the reasons they're saying this is going to represent 80% of all hacks in just two years, within the next two years. The reason, the to reason this is to businesses, mainly? Yeah, to, okay. yeah, to businesses. So, so right now, if there's, there's a few numbers out there, right? So 700,000 hacks per year on small businesses, healthcare just made the list number four. What is the motive though for hacking other than causing chaos? Is it to, is it for financial gain somehow? Well, let me tell you a story. All right. I'll tell you exactly how, how this is going to play out in dentistry. This okay. is how it's going to play out. I'm going to make up the person, me as the, as the hacker, okay. and I'm going to make up the dental practice as you Atlanta dental spa. Okay. <clears throat> Jeff decides I'm not a dentist, but I want to get into dentistry. And what I want to do is uh, buy 20 offices, but the best guy in town's Atlanta Dental Spa. So I want to model what they're doing. I can walk in, I can look around. There's only so much I can get. Hacking, the old, the old hacking that, that we talked about, more expensive, harder, and there's no guarantee. Somebody can try to hack into you 
wait for months and oh, months wait. and months and never get in. So but when I think a, of hacking, I'm gonna break it down because I'm sure some people are confused. So I think of yeah. hacking, I think of a guy behind a computer doing stuff. I don't think of like someone, you're saying someone hacking for almost intellectual property, IP, or the way your system goes too. Yeah, well here, as I go through the story, you'll see it. So now here's Jeff and I have, let's make it up. I have deep pockets. I wanna open some dental practices in around Georgia, but I need to know why is Peter's practice so unbelievably successful? So here's what I would do as a hacker. Okay, please, everybody's got it. I'm on the good side of this. I'm not on the bad side. So in the scenario that I'm making up, I'm putting myself in the bad shoes, but here's how I could think like a criminal. I'm gonna go into your practice and sign up as a new patient. So remember what my goal is. Okay. I wanna get the keys to the kingdom, which okay. is getting into all your patient records figure out what's going on. What's your secret sauce? So I go in and I sign up as a new patient, sort of learn about the practice a little bit. Oh, Mary's clearly the person in here that's going to have that as the access that I need. So I'm going to really, my focus, yeah, I'm going to be a patient and it's going to look good, but I've really got to get, get into the system through Mary. So here's what I do. I go out after appointment one and I use another tool technique called social hacking. Now, here's how one of the many ways that social media accounts are being exploited and used. I'm going to go out to all of Mary's accounts and see what's Mary all about. I want to see, you know, in her Instagram, I might see one part of her life, Facebook, another part, LinkedIn. But what I'm really looking for, one of two things, you can exploit somebody's weaknesses or you can capitalize on some kind of strength in their life, something, something good. So what I'm going to look for is um, not some kind of threatening information to come back to Mary. I just noticed that two years ago on LinkedIn, she supports the local animal shelter. And most of her time is clearly given there. So here's what I do. I put together, this is how sophisticated it gets. Now this get, still gives me goosebumps, even, even explaining this for the 500th time now. I go out because I'm a sophisticated human hacker, right? Remember in our scenario. I go create a website, a brand, a story for this new startup software that I have. And what it does is it helps shelters, animal shelters, because remember that was Mary's, one of her strong, one of the places she focuses her time. I want to try to help her because I got to get really tight with her because I got to get in to Peter's, I got to get the keys to Peter's kingdom. So here's the way it works. So I sneak in to the practice, stop by the practice, no appointment. I stop by a couple of weeks after that first appointment I had and I go, Mary, I know you mentioned last time, but I was so busy. You mentioned that you, uh, you love shelters and stuff like that, but I didn't have time to talk to you about it. Um, I have a business that literally helps shelters. So now, as soon as I say that, as soon as I go helps shelters, that aligns with one of her favorite things on earth. She loves donating her time, giving her time and resources to shelters. So now she's all ears. So I say, here's what actually have a product that I develop that's going to help you raise more money to your shelter. I have 10 people that are trying it out right now. It's hundred percent free. I'm going to leave you a jump drive. Ding, ding, ding. To me, I know what that means to the average person sitting in a practice. Great. This is cool. It's something free. Guess what happens? I walk away. Thumb drive goes in the computer in 30 seconds, everything, every single aspect of your practice I now have. And you know what that thumb drive does when it goes in your computer? 
turns the screen black and the user, the person who inserted it in is just thinking, oh, it must not be compatible. 30 seconds goes by, game's over. I have everything about every aspect of your life, personal, professional, because of that episode where the jump drive went in the computer. Those stories exist because human hackers right now are using that level of human interaction, human manipulation to now remember the difference you asked me, Peter, what's the difference between regular hacking and human hacking? I still hacked. I got everything but I got it in a completely different way. I passed all the firewalls, the Norton antivirus, the, all the things you went oh. directly to the human and manipulated yep. them. There, there are stories, Peter, if we had five hours on this podcast, I could fill you with 50 stories in a row of unbelievable, true life, real scenarios that have happened or are in progress of happening that are all really cool like that. Like you get in with the cleaning crews. Okay. You know, just fascinating. Oh. List goes on and on and on. Yeah, there's some great stuff out there. That's one of the best ways in office parks and stuff like that is like through the maintenance crew. But is it there. is it to is it to potentially obvious potentially just to hey I want to copy the business I want the IP I guess it could be a lot of different motives or I want to take over the the whole network or their system and then hold them hostage like I kind of alluded to in the beginning. Yeah, great question. Is it all those things or is it is it mainly the the examples you're hearing about? Um, what, what is, what is the, what is the, what is the motive? Yes. Yeah, so there's multiple, right. And you really did hit on some of the main ones again, in this scenario I gave, I'm protecting my investment. Cause remember I'm the guy with deep pockets that wants to drop 20 locations in and around Atlanta and okay. do it better than Peter. So first I need to know how Peter's doing it. Cause he's clearly got a secret sauce. Well, once I go in, it's game over. Like yeah, but once what, I have what would they be seeking on that computer on Mary's computer is all the IP and workshops and documents and all the things, or is it just the patient database that, that, that someone would seek, or is it all the above? It is every, it's everything. I mean, it's going to be everything. Think of what ties into your entire dental practice, everything. So all QuickBooks, QuickBooks is going to be a big one that they're going to want to explore. You know that like that guy who handed Mary the, the thing is now the culprit. The reason, right. The reason that hacks happen behind, you know, keyboard warriors and, a dark seller is because no one, you know, there's, they're anonymous. So wouldn't you know, like, why would someone actually be like, Hey, Jeff's coming into the office. I've seen his face. He's on our security cameras. He's the one who handed us this jump drive. And now the computer's smoked. Like, you know what I'm saying? No, nothing will be smoked. No, the nothing at all would be smoked. Cause she, once she takes that jump drive out, remember all Mary's thinking is like, oh, okay, I'm going to have to get back to him. This must be broken. This doesn't work the right way. He might've given me the wrong one. You will never know like literally never know anything touched your system mm. at all. And then like, as soon as the jump drive comes out, it's business as usual. You're not going to get an alert. And this stuff's so sophisticated. This is getting around. So I want to tiptoe here. Most IT groups, this is what happens if you ask a dentist, hey, what's your cybersecurity protocol? This is the answer. My IT has that handled. IT is not cybersecurity. IT groups may know cybersecurity. They may know tips, tricks, lingos, hacks, et cetera. It's a separate skill set. You need to have a cybersecurity protocol. I actually read something recently. I'll try to pull it up here while we're sitting on, while we're, while we're talking for HIPAA. So you know how you have to get HIPAA certified yeah. every year. Now there's a cybersecurity, but it's at the federal, it's at the government level right now. They're trying to pass another HIPAA where you have to have a cyber 
nothing to do with IT. It's straight cybersecurity certification every year to hand to be handling this. So from a compliance standpoint? Yeah, all compliance here. So yeah, you're right. I think most people would say, yeah, like I'm assuming my IT guy the manages my servers and hooks up our printer and all that stuff. I'm sure he's got us secure, right? You know, and my team knows, or maybe they don't know, don't click on don't click on non-vetted attachments. <clears throat> Right, because I guess that's a that's kind of a wormhole as well. Right. Mm-hmm. That's I've actually had evidence my in my career where, you know, that has caused a widespread virus. You know, again, I didn't know what the point of the virus was. It was just to cause chaos. It didn't, you know, who knows what it did, but like we stopped it and, and all that stuff. But it was from someone in just at one computer in, in our LAN, our local area network, clicking on it and then it spread obviously like a virus. This is this is a little this is perplexing, and I have a hard time wrapping my head around it. Mainly because I'm wondering, like, this is a lot of work, right? Mm-hmm. It's a lot like setting. You're saying setting up, uh, you know, a business and a fictitious account and a fictitious email and blah blah blah, and going in as a patient. Like, are people really getting that desperate? Mm-hmm. You know, like because and are they doing this because honestly, Jeff, because because softwares have gotten more sophisticated the firewalls the google kind of you know google mails running things and and being more you know scanning on the front end for you just just to prevent it because things have gotten better on the on the firewall standpoint yeah or is it just another is it just another means of like well it's not gotten better it's not gotten worse but here's just another thing now you got to work out for now you got to look out for it's a couple things. So it's different breadcrumbs that are going to get left behind. So if somebody does try to hack your firewall and you're, if your IT is running parallel with a great cybersecurity firm, you're going to get notifications that somebody's trying to get in, what country they're from, who they are, et cetera. But if I'm going human, the human route, uh, if I'm going the human route, I'm not leaving that kind of breadcrumb out on your computers. So what's the nuts of it? Obviously, you're passionate about this. You want to protect people in your space, your friends, your family, the dental industry. Like, what's the takeaway, right? Where does the rubber meet the road? What's your advice? Because, you know, no one's going to dig in like you have. Right. What do you recommend with practical advice, right? Like, don't get too extreme. Mm -hmm. You need to need to have things locked in a lockbox and no one can have access and there's 12 points of two-factor authentication right like where's there's got to be some things potentially someone hearing this jeff it could have saved them you know hundreds of thousands of dollars or millions of dollars or tons of stress in their life just by you know if it helps one person then it's freaking worth it so give me some takeaways because i'm speaking yep what what, what is the nuts of it okay this is my favorite part so i'm gonna i'm gonna give you a handful peter and before i do let me give you just a wowing piece of information to give you an example of how big the internet is. So if I go to you, how big's the internet? Maybe our minds would go like, hey, I typed in dentist and it gave me like, you know how it'll tell you like 4 billion pages yep. of results. Yep. So then maybe you can go, all right, well, how many words are in the English dictionary? And if everyone had an average of 1 billion pages resulted, it's hard to get our arms around this. Well, let me give you a number. Okay. So that you, me, your team, my team, the internet we know and use every single day only represents, get ready for this, 5% of the size of the internet. The publicly accessible internet is only 5%. 95%. So five times watt equals 95 <laughs> 95% is the dark web where all this stuff is at. Now, if you want to see, get, wait till you see this. Wait, just get ready. Every single day because of my hack, 
because, because remember my hack in 2015, I am now on this, you know, those companies that are like monitor your credit and monitor your identity and stuff like mm -hmm. that. LifeLock, there's, there's a lot of them. I'm on a very advanced one of those where every one of my credit cards, debit cards, bank accounts, addresses, social security, my kids, social security, Some my wife's personal protection, you're saying just as a personal, okay, of everything. And it's very sophisticated. I'll, I will get alerts daily that my information's being used on the dark web. But then the best part is to get the actual nuts and bolts as to where it's getting used. So one thing you can do right now, okay. you can use a dark web monitoring tool. You can do ones that you pay for. I'm going to just read I have one pulled up right here because it literally is always a tab on my computer. It's, I use like, like one.google.com. One.google.com. Yeah. So, so Google has a service. Yeah. And I'll just give you an idea. So <clears throat> you want it broken down into little tiny nuggets. This is chilling stuff. Okay. So every day I get 20 notifications. Oh shit. Here's a group called explore talent. Okay. And you could start to research these people and see what's going on. I always talk in my marketing business about scrape websites that scrape. Here's two now, since I've been using Google one, I just got scraped, scraped yellow pages, business and scraped LinkedIn profiles. These are companies that are, they're fraud. They're dark web. They're trying to go out and scrape legitimate sites pull the information back mm -hmm. and then we can get into what they're using it for. I get, I, I love it. I love the motive behind it, just shining a light to it. But here's some other stuff like california.bizhighway.com looks like a completely legitimate website. It's on the dark web yeah. it, and it tells me they just emailed back and forth within their mainframe, my email address and my password. What? Dude. Thousands, thousands. Now I probably have maybe a little bit more internet exposure. So the average person's probably not going to get as many notifications I do <laughs> because of the websites and the businesses and stuff. Dude, I, I just, I just did your one.google.com that quickly while we were talking yep. at 61. I put in information that was imported from already Google has, and it was like, I just gave it permission. 61 data breaches. Data here. Let's get, we do, we can go back and forth on this. Oh, Canva. Canva got hacked. Canva got hacked and my email username and name have been exposed. Evite, MGM. So once those companies get hacked, everybody who has profiles under them, all their stuff gets exposed. So it's endless. But um, how about this one? So I told you I'm under this really sophisticated, which would be way next level than Google One, real sophisticated monitoring program. I will get an alert that goes something like this, a child predator just moved 1.7 miles from your house Jeez. just bought a house so so it's everything like literally everything in life this is much more than just dental the stuff that we're talking about now but you you are hacked it's like you have to assume that you are already hacked a hack isn't like hey they got in now my whole computer's crashed no right they get in they have a constant pipeline. So every time you enter a key into your computer, it's going right to their, like it's going right to them. So they, once they leech on, it's guaranteed. Like they're just going to keep sucking out data. So, okay, one nugget, use one Google. That's a great start. This will start opening your eyes. Then um, another one, I love IT. A lot of my friends are in IT. IT is not cybersecurity. Okay, if you're out there and you're in IT and you know cybersecurity, Great, happy. 
that's like knowing Spanish and Mandarin. So happy for you. Mm. Most are not though. And the dentist says the same thing over and over and over again. Doc, what's your cybersecurity protocol? Boom, I can guarantee it. Oh, my IT group has it handled as they have the login for your GMB, as they have the login for your GoDaddy. Like, wow. <laughs> you need protocol. So let's dive into, so that's two nuggets for you guys. The third one is take, take the next step, your initiative. Don't task IT to do it. Don't task anybody in your building. Take the next step to seek out a cybersecurity group to come in and audit what you're doing. And a, and a cyber group can plug into your system mm. and tell you if you are currently under, you know, under attack. Un that sounds expensive. No, it's not. Just do an audit. A great audit's going to cost you 1500 Get a baseline. Get a baseline. It, you need to know where you're at because this is what's happening right now is it's just like when HIPAA, the whole HIPAA thing exploded and came out and then you had a practice that got fined 500,000 for it. And HIPAA sort of, everybody formulated their opinion. I'm only going to go so far in protecting us. Okay. My practice. I'm only going to spend so much. I think this is different. I think this is different. This is a new battle that's being fought. Forget healthcare, certainly forget dentistry. This is being fought amongst countries right now. Uh, okay. This is how countries are getting Intel from each other. This is so incredibly massive. And what do we know about dentistry? We get five years. We're five years behind small business. So just follow the breadcrumbs here. We all, we got to, the dates are on the internet. Like when did OPM start? When did this start? When was this hack? Dentistry, we already know the big one, the big Aspen. All right. This is going to continue. And the evidence is because the brand new updated list of small businesses that are getting hacked Healthcare just jumped up to number four. We used to not see healthcare. Yeah, I was right, Jeff, about, you know, I was, I was, I was watching my words because I didn't have evidence that it was a hacking thing that from the Aspen, I didn't have concrete evidence, but I'm pulling up this article here where it says late April, 2023, Aspen Dental announced it was the victim of a cyber attack that shut down its appointment, scheduling systems, phone systems, and other business applications. It's still clear. It's still unclear if they were unable to access patient files, but Aspen has more than a thousand locations. And so it probably gives you their motive of, um, you know, why they did that. And obviously they probably had to pay to get that person out of there. Uh, you know, then this, this goes on to talk about HIPAA compliance and things like that. So, you know, if, if I guess Jeff, what I'm trying to say is without this data point of it, like, Hey, it's happened to someone in our industry then I'd be like, I don't know if dentistry, you know, I don't know if this is really going to affect dentistry, but it's there. It happened this year. Right. And some, and that's going to be someone, if that was a successful mission of a cyber attack, right. There's going to be a lot of, of, of imposters, followers say, Hey, they did it with Aspen. I'm and Aspen's probably sophisticated. Let's go after these little guys. Let's go after the mom and pop because they're going to be, you know, equally as protective or incented to keep their, you know, we're going to be able to ransom them as well, so to yeah. speak. All right. So basically step one was you said, Hey, look at, yes, the practice is an issue. Yes. Your employees are potential of human hacking, but first step is probably protect yourself from identity theft, your kids, you know, the dark monitor <clears throat> yourself on the dark web. I actually had that. I had, a, I was a victim of identity theft and anyone who's gone through that, 
you only have to go through it once, Jeff, to realize like, oh my God, I could have presented this and oh my gosh, this is giving me brain damage, the amount of things that I have to go do now in perpetuity just to protect myself because like, you know, and it still causes problems to this day with credit and things like that, you know? Um, and I, you know, and one simple thing that doesn't cost anything is I encourage everyone to put a, you know, all the credit bureaus will put a free, you will put do a complimentary freeze on your account. Right. So you log into all three bureaus and you just freeze your credit. So granted, it's a pain in the ass when I have a lender coming to me and it says, Hey, open it back up, you know, for a short period of time. And I'm like, Oh God, what a pain in the butt. <clears throat> but, but it is a little, but I had to do that because of my, my identity hack. Right. And now I have a special pin when I file my taxes, like someone actually went through and filed taxes as me, all the things. So I have mm -hmm. a special pin from the IRS. Uh, but, but I could have been, what I'm trying to say with this is I, had I been more diligent before it happened and just kind of get a little bit of things here and there, I wouldn't have fallen prey. And so, yeah. So for so first step, I'm, I'm rambling a little bit. You're so basically your first step is protect your house, protect you, protect your house, you know, protect your family kind of thing. And then two, it's looking and then maybe have a, have a cyber audit done on your business, having someone come in to say, Hey, here's your vulnerabilities. You look good. You don't look good kind of thing. Right. I think it's critical. Yeah. Just do a baseline. Right. Don't buy a contract, right. <laughs> right? Don't sign up for something that locks you in for a year. It's a one time, give me an audit and a baseline. Then maybe what can happen with the audit and a baseline, maybe that's a, a bulletproof conversation where we do another one of these mm -hmm. after 50 people submit, Hey, this is my baseline. What do I do? Maybe we can, maybe we can take a look at them. Do you, do you feel it's issues still with Maybe the answer, you know, I'm thinking, wow, just one more reason to go into the cloud with software, right? Because then the data becomes their responsibility, right? Or, you know, versus like local servers. Like we still operate our patient management software on local servers in my office. I use EagleSoft, right? And so I'm still managing it, which I'm wanting to go to the cloud, right? And this is one of the reasons is that I don't have to have the complex IT, complex cybersecurity. I don't have to have servers in my offices, those kind of things. Is this going to be as big an issue with cloud? You know, let's make sure we, so from the human hacking, it would be irrelevant because yes. remember I'm, and I want to stay focused there from the human hacking, it wouldn't matter because you're, you're cleaning people. I mean, if somebody comes around and makes friends with them and offers them 10 grand to make a copy of all your files to do anything, fill in the blank. You're right. going to get it. You're going to get it. Right, right. And that's the thing that I'm most concerned about here is, is that human element. So as you start a cyber baseline, you can then know from there where you got to, where and what to at least begin tightening up. Cause this is new for everybody. Right. I think this is going to be new, new for a lot of your people, right? Just half of them might say, this is insane. I'm not investing anything here. And then you're going to have the other half or 30% that's sort of like that. They like that whole, you know, espionage type of, you know, they're watching those yeah. kind of documentaries and they like those kind of things. And well, I get, I get accused up. Jeff of wearing the tin hat a lot on this podcast when the other four <laughs> of us are listening, right? I'm like the more of the conspiracy theorist. And I think like, oh my yeah. gosh, the sky is falling, protect this, protect that. And so, mm -hmm. you know, someone may look at you and say, Hey, you're only like this, you know, you're only saying this potentially because you've studied the 500 cases where you've seen it happening. So when it's all around you, right. You know, you're thinking like, oh my gosh, this is so prevalent versus the person listening may be like, eh, yeah, not an issue. Like you said, eh, I don't think, I don't think. Oh, it's <laughs> it could take 15 minutes and go on right now. 
and take the the fear to the next level. It's not what it's about, but it's real. This is real. Now, again, if you gave me a minute after and go, okay, Jeff, now what's the pitch? All right, yeah, everybody yeah, yeah. sign up for this. Da, 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 yeah, da. You don't have a security company. So I'm on your team. I want to help. This right. is coming down the pipeline. It's here. Yeah. It's just, Did you it's also just- mention that there were people who were, you know, obviously <laughs> trying to poach? I mean, is another form of human hacking people like saying, hey, I know an easy way to get the IP. Let's just poach that uh, that employee that's been there for 20 years kind of thing. And then they'll bring over all the information kind of thing. Is yep. that another form? I could have sworn we talked about that in prep for this call. Yeah. That that's something to be worried about. And, and look, you cannot insulate against that, right? Like, I mean, right. that's just shitty people be doing shitty things. Yeah. I think another thing that happens, Peter, you could probably even put this for your like the nuggets that you said. I think another safe nugget is to have have a heart to heart with yourself. Exclude your office manager, just you mm-hmm. and a window or a mirror. And just go, do all my team members need to see what they're seeing? Because I could tell you from being in the, you know, listening to phone calls with Shark Talk or our marketing, Killer Shark Marketing, we will see that as a giant gaping hole, such as this. We just had an, a huge meeting the other day, very large group in Florida we made our first presentation of what we're hearing on their phones. So there's going to be a lot of sensitive talk and sensitive information. And you just got to say, do I have the right people in the room? Does everybody need to know this? Like we have another group that they've been with us forever. We love them and it's just their management style, but I strongly would disagree with this. Every meeting, everybody is there for it because they do it on their lunch break. It's like, no, we have to talk about money sometimes. And we got to talk about, we heard this on a phone call or that on a phone. Call. Like, so I think have that heart to heart with yourself. Well, okay. I'm going to push back because I am Please. obviously, because we, Craig and I really are fans of transparency in the business. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and so I see these evidence, these doctors being like, you asked, like, for instance, my sister-in-law is a hygienist in Mississippi and she doesn't know. She, I asked her, I was like, so what's the practice do? She's like, I have no idea. I was like, you don't know your daily collection. She's like, no idea. She's like, they share nothing with us. And she was, she had some venom in that basically like, you know, I'm not involved in the team because I don't know anything. Like I'm just there to like scrape teeth and go home. Yeah. And I was like, mm. you know, and so obviously bonuses are a big part of, of dentistry and, you know, doing well, the business does well, then the team does well, but how can you do that if you don't have transparency on your numbers? Oops, excuse me, on your yeah. numbers, Right. And so I am a fan of, of sharing, you know, but does everyone need to have access to P&Ls? No, right? Does everyone need to have access to any kind of like LLC formations and partnership agreements, things like that? No. But typically in the patient management software, unless they've been blocked out of that access, they can, you know, if they're sophisticated, they can go in and see like, here's the, here's the collections, here's the production, here's the accounts receivable, here's all of this stuff, right? So like I said, shitty people can do shitty things if they want. Yeah. Yeah. And there's no way you can really insulate and firewall yourself from a, from a inside the organization without you just becoming just ultra paranoid. Right. And then almost yeah. doing your life. <laughs> right. Right. So yeah, that's so what I'm saying. There's a healthy balance. Right. And so, you know, I'm going to disagree because I do like, I like teams to know things and mm-hmm. be aware, you know, but most dentists get uncomfortable with that. Like, I don't want them knowing what the practice makes. I don't want them knowing what I make. I don't know what I'm knowing these things. And so that's fine. That's their prerogative. They're a business mm-hmm. owner. That's the way they want to do. 
but I hear you on, on the looking yourself in the mirror, mm-hmm. but you know, for me, I don't know if I want to change that even given what you said. Right? Yeah. This- that being said, I'm going to make my team aware. Hey, hey, if some rando gives you a, a USB, like I know it's freaking obvious, but do not put it in your computer, right? Yeah. Do not click on, on weird. Do not click on any attachment period. Right. You know, and I think that, I think that will help mitigate some things like that. So it's scary, man. It's scary. It really is. It's frustrating when, when you see this stuff and you're like, God dang it. You know, I say this all the time in Bulletproof Jeff, like dentistry is hard enough. Right. Dentistry is hard enough. You know, we gotta, we gotta do the dentistry. We gotta lead the team. We gotta take the risk in the building and buy the equipment and learn this procedure and blah, blah, blah. And now we got, and guess what? Let's bolt on one more thing. All right. Let's bolt on cyber security as if we didn't have enough shit to deal with already. Right. I know. And my God. So it just, it's, you know, I hate like to bring happiness and not doom and gloom into the world, you know, but like, but honestly, if this brings awareness to someone, it's like, Hey, maybe I need to check my six, you know? And you're a guy who's obviously his life kind of, or his career kind of started in security, right? From the, from the most important person on the planet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, right. Right? right. So you are a little more in tune to kind of watching and protecting. Yeah. And so I really appreciate you bringing awareness to the community. And I think it was obviously really relevant again, again, because we're going to bring up that, that Aspen hit. So anything else to add in, in, in final and closing, I don't, I don't want to, uh, <clears throat> Yeah. Anything else to add to this? Yeah, I think so. Just let's look out to the world right now outside okay. of dentistry. And if you just do simple searches, you get access to these articles. What is keeping CEOs up at night? Big CEOs. I'm talking about Ed Bastian from Delta to Elon Musk to everybody. And look at the list, but look at what is number one on that list. And you're going to find them on entrepreneur.com and every other news outlet cybersecurity. Really? So let's, yeah, it's cybersecurity because ni- this is insane. 90% of businesses in America have been intruded. 90. It's out there. Just Google it. It's on credible websites. It's not like a little blogger that's writing this stuff. Nine, zero, 90 have been intruded. So again, an intrusion doesn't mean like, oh, they intruded me yesterday. I know about it today. You could be intruded and not know about it. Yeah, but okay. But, all, right, all right. So I don't want to What's the consequence? Meaning like, okay, yeah. So I've had a bunch of data breaches. So someone's got my name and they got my phone number. So now I have to deal with a bunch of spam calls, but like big whoop, right? Like, is that, like, is that your, like, I only worry about it when someone's got social security and they're filing taxes on my behalf and like, you know, they're opening up credit lines or they're finding out where I live and they try to like, you know, I don't know, but I guess it's like a slippery slope, right? Like if protecting from one, you protect from all. Yeah, true. Because there's multiple motivate, there's multiple motivations from it. I mean, I don't think we're going to see the ransom in, in dentistry. You might start seeing it in hospitals where it's like, hey, I'll give you this back if you give me this. But yeah. I think it's going to be, here's what my fear would be as a dentist, okay. especially your caliber and your brand. I live okay. here. Okay. okay. So for context, I live right around all your, all your offices. You're a thought leader. Okay. That shouldn't be a surprise to anybody out there You're doing something incredible. My fear is that if I'm Peter Bolden, I'm going, okay, somebody's going to figure out how we're doing this, what's going on inside, like what's my marketing spend, what's my cost of acquisition, what's, which I love 
you taught me this acronym. acronym I just got to listen to the podcast. I tell them everything anyway. They're going to start bringing it, but it's your competitor. Now somebody's building a mirror practice. I mean, the list of motivation goes on and on and on. And I think we're going to see, start seeing new yeah, cases. But, because but like, look, information is cheap, right? Like getting that information doesn't make you a competitor. The execution of getting there makes you the competitor. And people are not willing to do hard shit typically, right? Which is yeah. why... Which is why I'm like, okay, yeah, like, yeah, learn all that information, but it doesn't, it doesn't make me vulnerable just because you know my cost of acquisition, per, for example. No, not, no, not vulnerable. And we can go into so many good scenarios, but one of the things I'd love to know is I'd love to know your ratio of payroll to revenue and how that has changed in seasons throughout the year, yeah. because you got something unique going. And if I could figure out, is he doing it with people? Or is more of the heavy lifting coming from something else? What What is it? I don't know what it is. I've got me a uh, a spam call coming in right now, Jeff. I was gonna I was gonna loop them into the podcast and see if we can <laughs> if we can spoof them because you <laughs> know whenever awesome. it says incoming potential spam, it's one hundred percent spam, and uh, you know so right. Hey, um, all, so you asked a question. I have a couple other things. So you said what what other stuff would you end on all right so if anybody if if you're if you're um dentists have made it this far in the podcast yeah, <clears throat> if we still have listeners so the yeah. three people still listening but still. this they could be an incredible three right now i want to give them a little bit a little bit extra all right here give them some pearls, give them some pearls. so if they made it this far they they understand that they've got to make a they're going to make a move here one way or another they're going to do a baseline or they're going to do one of the other nuggets but there's a probably a good chance that if we looked at their Netflix or their Google searches or their audiobooks, they're probably looking at like they probably binged Jack Ryan. They probably look at CIA documentaries. They're probably intrigued by the FBI. Those kind of things, right? Yeah. So they're like a like it's cool, right? They're living somebody else's life through the espionage and the the um, okay. the unknown. So let me throw a couple things out here. Cause I know you'll appreciate these. I said in a text message to you, I said, Hey, you know, watch can tell a lot about you, right? Yeah. So let me ask you anything come to mind. Obviously you can be in an income bracket, but those days are gone. Cause you don't have to be a millionaire to wear an iWatch. What's something I can learn about you just from your watch. I don't have to say a word to you just by your watch. I can learn if you're righty or lefty. Now, is it bulletproof? No pun intended. No. Right. Okay. So it gets cooler. So what happens here with that mind that if, if, if you're into that kind of stuff, start looking, wow, how do you put a person together? So you want to start telling their dominant side. Okay. So if my, if I'm like this, what does that tell you? Probably on my phone on what ear. Yeah. Okay. So it's my dominant side. If you're a left-hander, you're not going to be on your phone this way, right? right, right. Just these little cool things like that. But <clears throat> that was what I was getting at with the watch. So little tells, right? No different than like poker. Yeah. Right-handed, right, right. And malicious people use that potentially as a data aggregation of, of, of stuff. That's right. They start putting a profile together of you. Yeah. But again, this is, we're talking about just the mind being open. Like just if you're here right now, you're probably interested in this stuff. Here's a couple other cool ones I wrote was... When you go into, whether it's coffee shop, restaurant, whatever, one of the things I would strongly recommend doing in the case, in the event of a fire, right? So think of a fire, you're sitting in Starbucks, fire mm -hmm. breaks out. Do fires happen? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Do they happen every, no, 
just one of those things. If you have that spy mentality type thing, know how many steps to the door, because you might have to go find a doorway in smoke. It's just, it's just one of those cool little things, right? Yeah, there's no, no way you walk into a Starbucks and you're like, all right, cool. I sat down at my chair. I took 23 steps out of here, right? I will. I will. All of a sudden is bombed. I know which way to go and how many steps. Next podcast, we do it out of Starbucks and I'll show you exactly what I do when I sit down. Now, is it 100% sure? No, but at least- you will do that podcast, Joe. Know a direction. Like, you know, know a direction. What's room or what floor in a hotel? is going to be the safest. Now, this is going back statistics last 35 years. There's an awesome study on this. No, it's actually floor number four. Why? Least amount of casualties. There's Why? all kinds of science behind it. They just take all the disasters that happen in a hotel, and it's the easiest way, to, the easiest escape is from the fourth floor. So when you add in fires and malfunctioning elevators and all those things, the, the fourth floor has been for the last three and a half decades, the safest place where the least amount of casualties happen. Just cool little stuff like that. Right. It's just yeah, a little like cool. Data leaves clues, right? So, okay. All right. Yeah. I'll take, I'll take that. I'm going to end on one more for you, buddy. All right. All right. So you're in an area where break-ins are starting to happen because now they're happening. Great neighborhoods too, right? You're mm -hmm. all, all over the place. And are they coming in and taking your most coveted assets and wheeling out your, safe no but is it the small petty stuff right so this front security knows somebody inside job they get in they're coming in they're taking a couple hundred dollars in valuables properties get cased right there's a phrase called case so government was a case it you know one of the best ways to keep somebody out is my favorite little tricks get a dog you, you get it Better, better than a dog because a dog, right? So a dog could be somewhere a dog could not hear something there's an element you take a dog bowl, a giant one, biggest bowl you can buy. Oh my God. Okay. Set it on your front doorstep because I could tell you right now, criminals breaking into your house are not Navy SEALs. Navy SEALs would know how to overcome that. They would know what's going on there. The person coming in your house is afraid of a dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the yeah. statistics are out there. Put a giant dog bowl. Especially a bowl that's 24 <laughs> inches across, right? And write Brutus and write Brutus yeah. on it. Because right. they're looking for that. They're right. looking Cujo, for Cujo, Cujo and a big old, maybe a big old uh, studded collar that's like, you know, like just left there. Like, right. oh, shit. Right. I like that, actually. You know, maybe that's, maybe that's the vacation hack. When you go on vacation, get out your giant ass dog bowl, put it down on your front door. And, you know, you don't have to leave it there all the time, but maybe that's a deterrent. Yeah. Hey. That's hilarious. Okay. So. We could even splice this in. I don't know where we are in time, Peter, but here's an actual story that happened in our neighborhood. So not, not dental, but here's a human hacking story. So the bus driver, so we're in a gated neighborhood, 900 homes. Yep. Bus driver comes in through the gate, business as usual, drops her kids off year over year over year. And all of a sudden, break-ins started going through the roof. And I'm talking, we had like seven break-ins in a quarter. Very unheard of for our neighborhood. Wow. Listen yeah. to what happened. This is human hacking. The bus driver had the husband on the bus, okay, on the bus, started asking the kids, hey, who's going away this weekend? Started to hear when they were going to Disney yeah. or going here or going there. This is human hacking. This is human hacking. And started breaking into homes because little Johnny, seven years old, is going, oh, we're going to Disney. We're leaving tomorrow. Major break-ins, too. They were big. Oh my gosh, that is crazy. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I always tell my wife, like, do not, you know, I'm not a big Instagram poster, but I was like, please 
when we're out of town, please do not broadcast to the your 50,000 followers that we are not home. You know, like, can you wait until we get home and then you can post the vacation photos, right? Like that, that always makes me nervous when we're, we're gone and she posts like, here we are in Disneyland or whatever. I'm like, can you not tell everyone we're not home, please? <laughs> right. You know? <laughs> wait till you come home. I got listed on a site one time. It's called pleaserobme.com. It's since been taken down. But I had only because of my my settings i didn't post it i was somewhere my settings triggered i was away from my house so this group they take your information they post it up on their feed and say hey it's so intrusive because they use my name jeff hopeck is not at his house and it's i mean it's insane wow. that was a famous site for a while that a dark web many site? years that's a that's a dark web yeah that's a dark web stuff all right it's, well you've given like me it. enough you've given me enough paranoia today you know now I started my day happy and ignorance is bliss. And now you've uh, made me tin hat again, Jeff. So I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But you've given <laughs> notes for real. You've given a lot of indications, not only from a personal perspective, business perspective. We've talked about some stories. And I think, look, I always say this to everyone, even in summits and on the podcast and mastermind, is that sometimes you don't, sometimes there's no takeaway from what you're hearing. Right? Mm -hmm. Maybe you don't take it away from the time in which you're hearing, but you can't unhear what you just heard. And mm -hmm. so it creates that micro awareness, that little awareness of like, you know what, like maybe that little thing. Right. And so, so awareness is just the key. And right. And so many of us don't, wouldn't even know this is an issue, right. Without you talking about human hacking or the Aspen event or the, you know, what you just talk about the please rob me, but awareness can sometimes help someone protect themselves a little bit and be like, huh, you know, I remember Jeff talking about like this dog bowl, like, you know, who knows? Yeah. yeah. So I love it. I love just bringing awareness of things. And I say this stuff in marketing, marketing, right? Like when I have a marketing lecture, I'm like, look, you're not going to learn the, the, the 20 years that took me to learn this stuff in two hour lecture. I'm just sorry. You're not, but you yeah. may get a pearl or two, or you mm -hmm. may get awareness for the next time that you hear something that's applicable to you. Right. And so so anyway, I want, I just want to thank you for your time. I want to thank you for kind of like caring enough about dentistry to, you know, dig into this and, and, and help people protect themselves. Even if it's a little, even if it's a little micro level, right. Maybe yeah. it's not the extreme, like you're going through on your dark web stuff, but right. Maybe, you know, creating awareness. Hey, so, if it doesn't Pete, listen, if it doesn't feel right, this is the mindset. I would love all your, all your clients to get into. If it doesn't feel right, it's not. Yeah. Stop, stop fighting it. Like if yeah. something's not happening right in your office, if somebody has to turn a screen when you come around or yeah, yeah, if it yeah. doesn't feel right, it's not right. And act on it. Don't wait to be the person who 10 years from now goes, gosh, this person gave all these little clues. They wouldn't let me see the computer. They would flip it around. And now you waited 10 years. Yep. And then you find out like me, you were embezzled from. So that was awesome. Oh, um, so just kidding, but kidding, not kidding. Yeah. Um, right. Anyway, buddy, always good to connect and yeah. And so how, if someone, if someone wants to just become a, a fan of Jeff Hope, like how do they, how do they do so? Yeah. Probably the easiest thing is my two businesses are shark talk. So mm. that's, that was started in 2015 where we have a human component that goes in and listens to phone calls mm -hmm. and shows you how much you're losing on the phone, but takes it to the next level. Now we give insights every month on how to improve that. It's all part of one product. So just go to sharktalk.me send us an email there or my business, which is started in 2007, which is you're the first dentist I ever worked with. Mm -hmm. And the first podcast I ever did with you, we still get people coming in for shark talk, which That's is crazy. remarkable. Yeah. Killer shark marketing. Just go to our site there, reach out to us. And I want to keep feeding you guys as I hear more 
of this stuff like soaking into dentistry i'll keep feeding you guys nuggets that's that awesome. you can put out to your awesome. audience yeah keep us on the bleeding yeah, yeah i will Jeff. i promise all right buddy <laughs> good as always to see you and uh we'll see you next time pal okay buddy thanks a lot man see you